Welcome back to the Pals and Perils podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. In today's episode, I'll be diving deeper into breaking unhealthy family patterns. Now, this is an episode I'm very passionate about. And again, it's not really often a topic we speak about enough, but it's definitely something a conversation needs to be had on. And here I am today. Now, in this episode, I just want to give a pre-warning, a little, you know, trigger warning, as they say, certain things that I may speak about in today's episode may actually trigger you because I'm going to help you to kind of go on a journey with myself and really think about things that maybe you've never thought about before. I, for one, can say that even as I'll be speaking to you, I'll be thinking a little bit more about my own family and patterns that I've seen. And a lot of the times when we come to a realization, especially when we've been able to identify a unhealthy or toxic family pattern, whatever you want to call it, or if you want to even call it a generational curse, and it can be triggered because it's not really something we think about in depth and also when you kind of come to a realization or you identify certain patterns that seem to keep repeating in your family whether that's across the relationships in your family whether it's a financial pattern that keeps repeating itself a health pattern or even a mental health um, pattern as well again when you come to that realization it can be quite triggering it can be quite daunting which is why I kind of want to give that warning at the beginning but I'm going to dive deeper into the episode and let's get straight into it so one of the first things if you want to break on health family patterns in your life. The first thing is you have to identify what those patterns actually are. It's so easy for us to be so consumed of our own lives and especially if we don't really have a close relationship with our family or extended family, it's very easy sometimes for us to overlook certain patterns or even not have an awareness of them simply because life gets busy, let's be real. And sometimes maybe a week can pass or even months can pass before you've even spoken to certain people in your family. And it's very easy, especially where we live in such a busy society, a lot of the times we may be working you may have other responsibilities outside of work or you may be studying and even if you're doing nothing (laughs) life can get very very busy and it's important to really take time to reflect on certain things now this isn't for you to be afraid or for you to live your life in fear but it's great to have an awareness let's speak about health as an example it's important for you to know your family history in many aspects because it allows you to have an awareness of maybe things that your family or your gene or your genetic makeup is susceptible to so maybe there's certain diseases that you're more likely to to develop over time or certain ailments you're more likely to develop over time which you can prevent by making certain lifestyle changes so really having that awareness of those family of your family history when it comes to your health is important and sometimes when you're going for certain surgery or if you have a proper in-depth health checkup, a lot of the time they will speak about your family history. So even though it may seem irrelevant or it may seem that it's not important, our family history can be very important because a lot of the times, especially when it comes to our health, there are things that are passed down in our genetic makeup which make us more susceptible to certain things. You may even notice as an example that the women in your family, when they put on weight, they put on weight in a certain area or they may have larger breasts or larger bum or wide hips. There may be certain things that are a pattern in your family or maybe they're quite petite or quite short or quite tall or quite fair-skinned or dark-skinned or you have freckles or you have certain colored eyes there are a lot of things which are genetic there are a lot of things that are patterns that again will carry on because of you know our genetics and and that sort of thing so you may think it's not important but like I said even sometimes when it comes to your health or if you're having a particular surgery sometimes your doctor would need to find out what is your family history and of course they wouldn't want to know if it isn't important and I think sometimes we often forget about those sort of things because we're so wrapped up in our own lives and of course there's nothing wrong with that You, you, you do need to focus on your life 
but at the same time it is great to have that awareness so like i said in order for you to be able to break on healthy patterns you actually need to be able to identify what they actually are and i can give an example in my own family one of the patterns that i could identify and i noticed um as i got older was that there wasn't a lot of people in my family that were married or happily married i couldn't really think of lots of people that were within, within my close family or even extended family that were married or in a long relationship or or I could say was in a relationship that I could say I want a relationship like that. There weren't a lot of examples that I could see. There was a lot of single mothers or divorce. And again, this was a pattern that I didn't want to repeat in my own life. And again, like I said, you know, speaking about health, you may notice that there's certain patterns, maybe health issues that you see in your family, which perhaps you could prevent by making certain lifestyle changes. And again, one of the other areas that I want you to think about is financial patterns as well. What are the financial patterns that you can think of that are in your family? Maybe as we're speaking about breaking unhealthy, we're, so we're speaking about the toxic patterns, we're speaking about the patterns that you don't want to repeat. <laughs> we're not speaking about the positive ones, we're speaking about the ones that you don't want to repeat, the ones that you do not want for yourself, the ones that you want to break. Essentially, you want it to stop with you. And When we speak about finances, perhaps you can see from your family that maybe your family has always struggled financially. That's been a pattern that has been passed on from generation to generation. It's just been a struggle, a constant struggle to make ends meet. Maybe your parents had to work multiple jobs to pay the bills and even sometimes that wasn't enough. Or perhaps you see within your family there's a pattern of debt or a gambling addiction or some other kind of addiction, or just making poor money management choices. Perhaps a pattern you see in your family is that they lack financial education. And again, if that's a pattern that you want to break, I'm going to get into that a little bit later about how you can actually start breaking that. But that's also something to think about. Something I could say is that within my family, and if I kind of look at the demographic and the time that my family was in, especially those that are older than me, the times they grew up in, of course, is not the same as mine. They never had as much technology and knowledge on certain things. Building wealth, I'm sure that never even came to their mind because it was more of a survival mode, trying to make ends meet. Uh, My mom, her mom passed away when she was 10 years old. So again, she just had her dad and he had multiple children. So growing up for her, she was in poverty. She She had a pretty happy childhood, but of course it was more about survival. No one was thinking about, oh, I want to build wealth. (laughs) It was about surviving. And then moving to another country and starting from scratch. It's only now that I'm older that I reflect and I just think of the bold move that my mum, my dad made. Coming to another country where you're pretty much starting from scratch. You're starting from minus. (laughs) I won't even say zero, but minus. And the struggles we went through being immigrants in this country and essentially they were starting from ground zero if I can put it that way and now for me when I look at finances and the goals that I have for the future I'm able to aspire aspire for things that perhaps they never even dreamed about because that never seemed possible at the time or that wasn't even a focus point for them at the time and for me one of the generational patterns that I want to break within my family is poverty it's being poor it's being stuck financially because I've seen the struggles my family has went through and I, I feel so fortunate to have the knowledge that I have now because some of the things that I know today my parents never knew and I can do things differently I'm in a position where I can if I'm intentional with my decisions and I'm disciplined in how I manage my money I will be able to do more than they were able to do and for me something I'm so passionate about is breaking that cycle of poverty is breaking the struggle um something I love to say is the struggle generation ended with me I don't want to carry that on if I ever have children I don't want to carry that struggle on 
of course, life will always have its challenges, but I do not believe they have to always be financial. <laughs> there are some things that can be prevented. And again, sometimes because of ignorance, we end up suffering. Sometimes because of ignorance or the lack of resources, or we don't know how to acquire certain resources, or let's be real, even injustices in life, sometimes we can go through certain situations which we can't prevent. But equally, a lot of the time, especially when it comes to finances, a lot of the problems people face financially are things that could be avoided if they had the knowledge of how to manage their finances better. So for me, that's something, that's a pattern that I'm breaking and I'm being very intentional about how I'm moving forward with my life because that is a pattern I don't wanna repeat. Also, if we speak about relationships, maybe you notice in your family that there aren't a lot of people that are in healthy relationships, relationships that you can say is an example. And when I say a relationship that's an example, I don't mean a perfect relationship because that does not exist. <laughs> Every relationship has its flaws, but the main focus, of course, is a healthy relationship. A healthy relationship and a perfect relationship are not the same thing. Of course, a, a perfect relationship is not possible. But of course, having a healthy relationship is something that everyone should aspire to have if you choose to have a relationship, if you choose to get married one day. I'm sure you don't wanna be in a toxic marriage or a toxic relationship, but you wanna be in something that is healthy, something that is actually adding to your life and you're also adding to that person's. So that's another area for me that I said to myself from quite young that I wanna break that pattern. I don't wanna go through divorce. That's something that I saw in my parents' marriage. And a lot of the times growing up, I saw them arguing and they just never seemed happy. I remember once thinking to myself, like, how did they ever get together? <laughs> they just don't seem happy together now. So how did they ever get together? Because the point that I'm seeing them right now, I just can't foresee how it even happened. And I remember saying to myself, I don't want this for me. I don't want to ever have to go through divorce, the pain of that. Just being someone that kind of witnessed it happening and experiencing it myself is just something that I don't want for me. And I always said to myself, you know, I wanna break this pattern. I wanna actually have a relationship that can be an example to my family, that can be an example to others around me as well. And one thing I'd say is that the patterns you see in your family doesn't have to be you. And one thing I really wanna emphasize is that you don't have to repeat the same patterns. Even if everyone in your family has had broken relationships, toxic relationships, unhealthy relationships, you can be the one to start a new pattern. You can be the one to do something different. You can be the one to make that change happen. Change starts with one person. And again, you pass that change along, you pass the knowledge along as well. So even if in all of your family, everyone struggles with a certain area, it doesn't have to carry on with you. You can break the cycle. And that's one thing I really wanna emphasize because sometimes you may even look at certain things within your family and think, do you know what? It's always been that way. No one in my family has ever been able to do X or Y, but that doesn't mean that you can't be the first one to do it. And it's really important, I really wanna stress that it doesn't matter what you're seeing right now, it doesn't matter what patterns you're identifying, it doesn't have to carry on with you. You can break the cycle if you choose to. But of course, it's easier said than done. It's a challenge. It's gonna require you to do something different. It's gonna require you to be intentional. It's gonna require you possibly to be disciplined. And that's an, a word that we don't really like. <laughs> it's not always pleasant to hear, but it's the reality. You can shortcut many things in life, but discipline is one of those things that is very, very difficult to shortcut. And most of the times when we do shortcut discipline or we attempt to, we end up having short-term results or we end up getting ourselves in some kind of trouble. So that's something I really wanna stress and I really wanna highlight to you guys that 
the pattern can end with you. So we've spoken about identifying. So of course, in order to break the patterns, you need to know that they actually are there. You need to take the time to reflect and think, and if possible, even write it down for you to actually notice it. Do a family tree and write down the th- the patterns that you see from your parents, you know, your mom, your dad, and and their parents, etc. as far as you can go, even going to your aunties and your uncles and cousins. And I'm sure that's gonna give you a bigger picture of the patterns that you can actually see in your family. Firstly, we need to identify the patterns. But once we've identified them, we have to turn our desire into intentional action. Our action, our desire needs to align with our decision-making. Not desiring to have a particular pattern repeat itself in our life, it's not enough. You may say to yourself, I don't wanna go through divorce, I don't wanna be a single parent, I don't wanna go through a particular issue. And of course, life happens and some things we really cannot prevent, but equally, some things we can. But you may, having the desire for that pattern to not repeat itself is not enough. You've got to align your desire with your decision-making. And this is where that connection often doesn't happen. A lot of the time, people that grow up in toxic environments or a household that you're like to yourself, I never wanna grow up like this, or I never wanna treat my children in the way my parents have treated me. A lot of the times, what do we do? We copy the same patterns. It's almost like that self-fulfilling prophecy. We don't wanna become something, but we end up becoming it because of the way we align our actions. And this is no different than the decision-making we make in our own lives. So if you wanna break those patterns, you've got to be intentional with your decision-making. So decisions you make in your finances, decisions you make in your health, decisions you make regarding your mental health and keeping your mental health well. Also, regarding your relationships. Choosing your partner, choosing the person you're gonna spend the rest of your life with, that you're gonna commit your life to is one of the biggest decisions you can ever make. And it can really make or break you. I've seen people that have gotten divorced and honestly, the person they are today is not who they were before they got married. The person is just dilapidated. They just, they seem just so drained. Like when you're in a, in a bad relationship or a relationship that's not healthy, it can literally sap the life out of you. And if you've ever experienced it or witnessed it, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. So who you choose to align yourself with in a romantic relationship or even a friendship can have such an impact on your life. And this is why it's so important for you to analyze the people you associate yourself with and really ask yourself, are these relationships healthy? Because a lot of the time out of loyalty or out of the fact that we've known someone for a long period of time or we've been through certain things together, we often hold on to dead weight. (laughs) We often hold on to relationships that are unhealthy or relationships that that season has expired. But we're holding on because, you know, oh, we've been friends for X amount of years or we've been through this or that together. And even though we know that Mm, this is not healthy, this is toxic, we hold on out of what we believe to be loyalty. But that loyalty is not always healthy. That loyalty is not always what's best for your well-being. And one thing that I'll say when it comes to your relationships, always assess and ask yourself, is this relationship good for my well-being? I'm not talking about financially, like is this person supporting you or, you know, adding to you or getting you gifts? No, I'm talking about your well-being, your soul, your spirit, your mind. Is this relationship good for your peace? But equally, as much as it's important to analyze how your relationships affect you, also thinking about yourself as well, like am I a toxic in my relationships? What can I do to be better? We all have toxic traits and if you say you don't have one, that's probably you just need to know yourself a little bit better because we all have toxic traits. We all have things that we do that we need to work on 
maybe in the way that we think or treat people, the way we respond, we all have things we need to improve on. And like I said, if you don't know what your things are, take some time to really get to know yourself better or even ask those closest to you. What are the things that you'd like me to work on? What do you think I could do to be a better friend or a better daughter, mother, father, girlfriend, whatever your (laughs) relationship is, whoever the person is, ask those questions, but be ready for the answer because it may not be what you wanna hear, but perhaps it's gonna be what you need to hear. So just to kind of summarize that point, turn your desire into intentional action. So the decisions you make are really gonna form, are really gonna influence whether that pattern is gonna carry on or whether that pattern is gonna end with you. So the the relationships that you hold on to, the way you manage your finances and all the other areas that I've spoken about so far, the decisions you make in those areas is really gonna influence whether you break those patterns or whether those patterns will continue with you and beyond you. And something else I want to touch on as well, you may agree or you may disagree with it. Another aspect when it comes to unhealthy family patterns is there's also spiritual side of it too. I believe that it's not just the physical thing, it's also a spiritual thing too. And for me, something that I saw was very important in my own family was praying for my family. You know, praying to break the negativity, to break those negative patterns that seem to keep going from generation to generation. It's one thing to make good decisions, but it's also the other aspect of it too, there are some things that are beyond our control. And I truly believe that prayer is powerful, especially a prayer that you make in faith. And faith, when I mean faith, I mean a prayer that you believe in. Not a prayer you just say, but you're not really sure if it's if it's going anywhere, if God's really listening to you, but a prayer that you make and you actually believe in the word you're saying. There's so much power in that. And praying for your family is also important. Sometimes you may complain about your family. You may, you know, complain about the patterns you see. You may even try to avoid them <laughs> because you don't want you know, to be around them or you're embarrassed of your family, but pray for them. That's also important. Pray to break those unhealthy family patterns. Pray to break those things that you don't wanna see continuing in your family. Speak positive words about your family and pray for them as well. The things you see that you don't want to continue, pray, and I'm sure that God will hear your prayer. But like I said, believe believe in what you're praying. That's also an an area I couldn't avoid, I couldn't not speak about because it's equally as important as making good decisions. It goes hand in hand. The decisions you make and the prayers you make are gonna go hand in hand and you're gonna see such a massive difference in your family. But also something I wanna say is that you may not see the change immediately. Maybe in your time on this earth, you may not even see the change. The change may happen with you, but then because of the next point I'm gonna get to, you know, be the change you want to see. Be that example. Maybe in your family there are a lot of negative examples or examples of what you shouldn't be or shouldn't do, but be the example of what you should do. Be the hope for someone else. We often look at role models and we look at other people and we're inspired by where they came from and what they've been able to achieve, but you can also be that role model. And that doesn't require you to be a millionaire or billionaire or famous. You don't need to be any of those things to be a role model, but you have to be different to be a role model. A role model stands out and that often requires us to do things that are out of our comfort zone, to do things that make us uncomfortable in that moment. But essentially making those decisions makes us different and it makes all the difference equally. Something that I really want to emphasize also is don't allow fear to influence your decisions. It's so easy to allow fear to consume us and to allow fear to be the base of our decisions. A lot of people are afraid to be in a committed relationship or they're afraid of marriage because of what they've seen in their family. They've seen so many relationships end in divorce 
or people that have stayed together but they're unhappy, <laughs> they're together out of convenience and not out of love, not out of actually wanting to commit to each other. And it can be very easy to be put off by what you see. It can be very easy to say, oh my gosh, I never want that to be, I'm never getting married or I'm never gonna have children or I'm never gonna be in a committed relationship because I don't want what I've seen in my own family. It's very easy to say that. But like I said, you can be the one that's different. You can break the pattern if you do things differently. But equally, don't allow the fear to influence your decisions. Maybe you've seen people in your family, they've made bold moves in business and it hasn't worked. Maybe they've started businesses but they've all failed or they've gotten into debt or they've gotten into lots of financial problems, they've bought properties and lost properties. Or I don't know, but there's there's so many different things that could be happening and maybe you're seeing it and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm never gonna do that because I don't want that to happen to me. Don't allow fear to influence your decisions. Don't allow other people's fears and failures to also influence you too. That's something you have to be very conscious of because it's so easy for us to do that. It's very easy for us to allow other people to project their fears and failures onto us and equally it's very easy for us to observe it and also internalize it as well. So be aware of that. And like I said before, be the change you want to see. It's cliche, it's cheesy, but it's the truth. If you want to see that change, a lot of the times you've got to start it because sometimes what it takes is one person to really just make that difference, to really show that, okay, we can be different. You know, sometimes it's very easy to us to be like, oh, in our family, we're always late or in our family, we always do this or that (laughs) negative things, but why not be the one to start the positive patterns and habits also? And a few more points before I wrap up today's episode, your family and the generations following you will be influenced by you. Now, if you are different, if you pursue your dreams, if you really make that intentional decision to break those unhealthy patterns you've seen, maybe in your parents or in other family members, and you decide, you know what, that's not going to be me. I'm going to be intentional with my decisions. I'm not going to allow the failures I've seen, the toxicity I've seen, I'm not going to allow that to drive my life. I'm not going to allow that to influence me, but I'm going to be different. Your family and the generations that follow you are going to be influenced by you. Do you know how powerful that is to know? In history, we often read about people that lived hundreds of years ago. Equally in your family, you can have an influence generation and beyond because of the decisions you decide to make today. A concept a lot of people are speaking about now is generational wealth and building generational wealth. And in order for generational wealth to be sustainable... Those changes and patterns need to be carried on from generation to generation. A lot of the times what happens in certain families is in one generation, they acquire a lot of wealth, but they don't pass down that knowledge or perhaps, you know, the generation after them, they're not as savvy, they're not as entrepreneurial, they make bad business decisions. And again, the the wealth is no longer passed on, it's lost. And that's very easy to happen. It's not just about passing on wealth and resources, it's also about passing on knowledge. If you fail to pass on the knowledge that you have, that pattern is not gonna carry on, it's gonna get lost. And that's something that's very important also. It's not just about passing on resources, but it's also passing on wisdom. That knowledge as well is very important. A lot of the times in life we make bad choices because of ignorance. A lot of the times we make bad choices because we don't have clear guidance around us or we don't have people that we feel comfortable enough to speak about certain issues with. So that's also something that you need to foster as well in your family. Uh, Foster vulnerability, foster that transparency where people can actually really 
speak about certain things, where you can speak about finances openly and not be ashamed to admit that you've got some debt or not to be ashamed that you have no idea what you're doing (laughs) when it comes to managing your money or you have no idea what you're doing when it comes to relationships or whatever the case may be. That's also something that's also equally as important as everything else I've said so far. And the final thing that I want to stress, which I've said earlier, but I'll repeat it again, just to kind of curb the conversation and wrap up today's episode, be the example. Be the example, be the change you want to see and share your knowledge. Perhaps you are the one that's going to start that change in your family. You're going to be the one to break the cycle pass that knowledge on. If you have children, pass it on to them, your nieces, your nephews, your cousins, your siblings, whomever you have contact with, even your friends, people that come into contact with you, share that knowledge with them. Share that knowledge, even share your shortcomings. A lot of the times, because of a lack of vulnerability, we don't, we're not open about our failures. We're open about our successes, but a lot of the time we try to hide our failures and the mistakes we've made. Now, I'm not saying you need to tell your whole life story to every single person you come into contact with, but where it's necessary, where you see that someone could actually benefit from you sharing, maybe a mistake you've made and they could actually benefit and learn from your mistakes or learn from what you went through share that share that with if you have children share that with them something that can really help a lot of um, parental relationships is fostering vulnerability between yourself and your children a lot of the times as kids we don't feel that we can be open with our parents because we think they won't understand or they haven't been through what i've been through whereas a lot of the time they have or even worse but again because we don't see that vulnerable side of our parents we often kind of set this boundary of them versus us or we're not on the same team or they don't understand me But sometimes as a parent, even just showing that vulnerability and being open with your child and having that relationship where they can truly be open and honest with you without you eating their head off, (laughs) that is really going to encourage them to be open with you and to speak to you about maybe concerns they have or confusion that they're going through. We live in a society that is so confused. There's so many different things going on. There's so many things they're taught that may be contrary to your beliefs. And a lot of the times, truthfully, can get confusing. A lot of young people struggle with identity issues. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they stand for. And it's so easy to be influenced when you have no idea who you are. So being able to build that vulnerability between yourself and your child is going to help them so much. And it's also going to help you to understand them better, to have empathy. And I'm sure it's going to have a massive um, influence on your relationship with them. So just to summarize, in order to break unhealthy patterns, firstly, you need to identify what they are. You need to turn your desire of not wanting that pattern to repeat itself into intentional action. You need to mix it in with your decision making and also do that spiritual work. Another thing which I didn't speak about earlier, which I've just has just come to my mind now, even therapy, if you recognize that you need to speak to a professional, you need to speak to someone about maybe patterns that you've identified internally or something you've been struggling with or you struggle with expressing yourself or there's certain things you've gone through in your childhood or earlier in life or I don't know even in adulthood that you've not really dealt with and emotionally emotionally it is affecting you speak to a professional speak to someone especially if you feel like you don't have anyone in your in your personal life that you can speak to or that will understand or that has the capabilities to help you seek help you can even be the first one to break that pattern maybe in your family everyone thinks oh you don't need counseling you don't need therapy that's that's not what our family does we just get on with it but a lot of the times when people quote unquote get on with it (laughs) you know they're actually suffering in silence or they're struggling or they're carrying baggages that they don't need to carry so even in that aspect you can break the cycle too don't allow the fear 
or other people's failures to influence your decisions and be the change you want to see. Your family, your generations are depending on your change. They're depending on you to do something different. And be that example. Share the knowledge you have. Don't keep it to yourself, but pass it on. Your knowledge can be as valuable as any resources that you can leave or give to someone else. I really hope that you guys have enjoyed today's episode. I hope it's got you thinking. I hope it's helped you to identify maybe some patterns that you have in your family. And if you have enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy listening to the Pearls and Pearls podcast, I want to ask you one thing to support this podcast. If you haven't already done so, give us a rating. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or leave a review or simply share this episode. Whatever platform you're listening on, share this episode with someone else. If this has helped you, if this has touched you, or even just share your thoughts with myself, I'd love to hear what you think. If you check out the show notes, you'll be able to see all the ways you can contact me and all the ways you can connect with me. Thank you for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your week. I really hope that this episode helped you and I look forward to speaking with you again in the next episode. If you have ideas of topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes, definitely drop me an email or get in touch with me on Instagram. I'd love to know what topics you'd like me to cover. Well, as I've said it already, but I'll say it again, enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great rest of your week and I'll be back with you in the next episode.